the Cantina MX podcast. My name is Daniel Preciado, hosting, taking over the hosting duties uh, for John today. He's uh, unavailable. He possibly uh, might be joining us a little bit later. Um, on today's show, we're going to be, I guess, discussing now that the league is back uh, back in action uh, after after the suspended games uh, due to the earthquake. Uh, the league is back in action. Uh, we got games set up for the weekend. Also happening, uh, the final list for the last two qualifiers came out, as well as uh, the announcement of two new friendlies leading up to the World Cup. So I'm not sure if you guys want to start with the uh, League IMX from some of the games uh, the midweek. Highlights, um, I know since everybody likes to start off with uh, everybody's favorite team, Cl- Club America. Let's uh, let's let Ronnie, since he's been gone a while. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, Obviously, I was really upset about the uh, about the, the situation where they lost, you know, last minute uh, with the obviously with some controversy because there were two uh, two two soccer balls on the on the pitch. Uh, but I think what really you know. Got me a little bit more agitated was that, uh, you know, the last, the last, I'd say the last 20, 30 minutes, Piojo, I think he just, he tried to, you know, because, uh, I think he played a little too defensive and I think he was just playing for, for the result as opposed to, you know, trying to neutralize the opponent. I mean, I, I understand the tactics, you know, his tactics would have been fine in the last, you know, five, five minutes of the match, but I think, you know, deep down, I think they got to realize that. You got to play 90 minutes, you know, not, uh, not, you know, not 70, you know, not 60. Um, I still think they're in a great position. Uh, obviously you guys know, you know, that I said this from the very beginning. I didn't think that they were, uh, uh, I didn't think that they were a championship, you know, team, you know, bound team. Obviously I think that, you know, uh, my, my, my opinions have changed with them. I think, I think that Piojo is steering them in the right direction. And, and I just hope that. You know, come you know the fifth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, you know, match day. I, I hope they're they got they're they got all uh, you know they're in fourth gear and you know ready you know taking the team to the to the to the playoffs. But uh, tough loss, tough loss. I think I think they'll learn from it. Do you stab your mattress or punch a wall or? No, no. I was actually I was uh, at, at school watching it. I had to be cool, you know, on my iPad. I was actually watching it on my iPad. You burned your Cruz Azul jersey? Or the Cruz Azul Leo? No, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was mad, I'm not going to lie. I was upset. Yeah, well, that, 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 that tends to happen, uh, Ronnie. You love your team, you know. But um, some of the other games um, that I guess obviously my team Santos, uh, their game was, I guess, suspended or postponed due to the rain. Fortunately, because that's always a uh, one of the ones uh, that you circle in, on the calendar. At least uh, one of our rivals, I guess I should say. Um, any other noteworthy games that you guys caught that you guys want to talk about before, like we do, kind of like maybe a, a little recap to see where where the teams are. Well, I'll just mention on. Since we're on the topic of, of America, you know they they're they're still in third place. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think this hurt them. Uh, you know, I, I could see why Piojo will be so upset with the officiating. Uh, 
he would have been, uh, you know, pretty close to challenging Monterrey, who's right now leading the pack at 23 points. Yeah. So I think uh, I think the officiating has been a bit of a problem. Some of the calls have been pretty bad. And, you know, talking about Santos, uh, Dan, they definitely yeah, they, have uh, been on the wrong side of the calls for the last two games against Chivas and then against Cruz Azul. What speaking happened? Of, speak, speaking of which, what uh, weren't they going to implement VAR? You know, the the video replay. This this. Uh, Didn't they say this, it was too expensive or something? Uh, what what whatever happened with that? Because after after the uh, you know the Confederation Cup, I, I thought that they were going to implement it after the after the season. Right? I think they went over the numbers, dude, and they were like maybe. That's another organization you're gonna have to pay your ten percent. <laughs> you're tied to them and then to the refs, and then. I, I think I, I think most clubs didn't want it because they'll then they'll realize that you know what America doesn't get helped as much as we think. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I got object to well, what Joel was saying about the Piojo looking at the table and trying to battle with Monterrey. He wasn't even thinking not, about that, man. Piojo was, just, Piojo was just worrying about saving his butt for bunkering at the end, and you know he thought he had the the game plan to win, and then end up. No, but I mean they, they understand. He understands the way this works, the liga and the seating and. uh I think for him it would have been a good win or a good draw, and and just to lose it in that fashion, it's it's you know it's, some of these games could could just because how volatile the league is, you know, you you could run into a a three game you know that spell and 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 your fortunes would be flipped upside down. Uh, so so well, keep, we think- keep keep in mind that you know with with World Cup qualifiers and stuff like that. You know, every yeah, point counts right now because a lot of teams are going to get, you know, dismantled, you know. Uh, yeah. With, you know, like, you know, Peru and Chile and, you know, obviously Mexico and stuff, or, you know. I think Tigres or somebody said they didn't want to play because they were scheduled to remake a game mm-hmm. on the on the, on the, uh, the FIFA date. And yeah. they are saying they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to play during that date. That's what I, I saw. But. So, I mean, you know, right, right now, especially because of World Cup qualifiers, you know, these teams are fighting tooth and nail for every point because they know that they're, you know, they're going to lose a couple players, you know, for a couple days, um, uh, match days and stuff like that, you know. Um, and obviously, you know, when, you know, when these players that have to go, you know, to South America and stuff like that, they come back and, you know, sometimes they come back a little tired, you know, um, because it's 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 you know, the long flights, long games, uh, so. So, so Bua blows on saying um they ended up beat, wait I, I want to backtrack to Santos because with with the with the officiating so they had they had the game against Chivas where I thought they were unfortunate Chivas was gifted a penalty uh and and then and then against Cruz Azul they were dominating that game and then in the second half they just lose the plot after the the red card and then they end up with nine men, or I think eight. Eight, like, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of. Yeah, so it's after that. That's pretty uh, glorious way to go, though. I mean, if you're going to go out, <laughs> yeah, go out with as, is, few, yeah. as few players as possible. Um, yeah, but so that defeat, it pretty much they showed Chepo the door, and uh, that's, that's kind of a bit unfortunate. So one of the things we had talked about before was. There was a pretty good amount of Mexican coaches at the start of the season, and now there's there's not as many. 
So uh, Valencia as well from from Pumas was the other one to to get sacked, and then the third one at Veracruz who was uh, El Cabezón Luna. Um, <laughs> um, so right now, um, just 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 uh, to show pretty much the longest lasting um, the Mexican that's that's been coaching a team. Is uh is Rafa Puente and 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 basically he had the team because he had them in second division Liga de Ascenso, so he's he's been at the helm of Lobos for uh, 358 days. Oh wait wait my bad my bad Atlas Profe Cruz one year one year 142 days, and then and then Rafa Puente, so uh, Profe Cruz at Atlas who knows how much longer he's gonna last. Just because Atlas hasn't been, they haven't been doing too good. Uh, Is El Jimmy still there at uh, Querétaro? Yes, and and he's also like, you know, he's he's Querétaro's in, in the fifth. Hot seat. They're, yeah, he's in the hot seat. They're in 15th place. But, but the thing, I like, I would, the point I was trying to make is they they just give a lot of these coaches very little time. You know, you basically get half attorney. You know given that the Mexican tourney is split into two. So, I mean, to get sacked like eight games in, it's pretty bad. Uh, the coaches has been there the longest. Ferretti, seven years with uh, Tigres. And then you have uh, Diego Alonso Pachuca. He's going to close to three years. Uh, Turco as well, two years. And uh, Mati Almeida, also two years. The Turco one, the Monterrey, which is the one I wanted to talk about as well, because this is a guy that the directiva backed him up a lot, you know. They had brought in, they had put in a lot of money, and they end up losing the final to Pachuca. Then then the next season, they don't even qualify. And then he had all these problems with, with some really top players, like uh, national team players for South American nationals, like, Walter Gargano and um, uh, Cardona, who's now at Boca. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, this guy might not last going into, like, this season if he's, he doesn't start good. But they're leading the pack, and right now they're, they're, they're favorites to uh, to take. As of now, I would say they are they are the favorites to win the Cup. Uh, so the, it was pretty interesting that the Directiva, you know, they, they pretty much backed – they backed Turco there, and I know they had even extended his contract around the time that they let him get rid of the other two players. And, and we rarely see that. We rarely see the directiva back a, a coach that much. So I was expecting that maybe Santos would be a bit nicer to to my chapel, but that was not the case. Uh, I still have not one. I'm thinking part of the issue is is um, relegation kind of rearing its ugly head that may have got them to maybe jump the gun. But I know you had uh, other theories too. I mean, feel free to to share them if you have any insight. Uh, well, yeah. Given, I think there was like there was actually something happened, and 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 I've been digging around, but I haven't. No one has been able to leak any info. So um, I'm guessing there was just broke down communications between Chepo and Norilegi where they just they couldn't see eye to eye on something. What, well, that's the problem I, with losing. I mean, sometimes uh, 
<clears throat> winning could could help cover up uh, internal yeah. beefs, and then losing will expose them. Because you know, Dan, uh, Chepo's Chepo's assistant is is Galindo, and and he's someone that knows the team. You know, he he coached them to a to a league championship, and he could have he could have stayed as as you know at least as a, um we call it interim coach. So they find someone, but they gave it to to a newcomer, and so I feel that was that's more well, Chepo, that's more damaging. The Chepo, uh, the Chepo stain is strong. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Galindo is a really leaves, good coach. Uh, I mean, he's, no, I'm with you. I mean, if, if you see his track record, he he's he's done pretty well. He took Cruz Azul to a final. Chepo's uh, gonna have to win like like uh, uh, Sudamericana, Libertadores to <laughs> to get his mojo back, kind of like Ojitos Mesa, man. <laughs> Oh I man, the hate for him though is on another level. I think I think he'd be best served leading, no, trying his I, luck somewhere else. I think going back to Chivas was was the one mistake. Uh, he didn't want to go back to Chivas. He he came back because of because uh, of his brother Nestor, and Brigada just threw a lot of money at them to, you know, help help me out. Team's about to get relegated. Come back. And, and ended up hurting him, not because of Vergara, but, well, indirectly, but because of, uh, you know, uh, Jose Luis Higuera. But, yeah, he still has the dark cloud of the national team following him. So it, it makes him look pretty bad. But this this guy, you know, and as much as he got criticized at Chivas, he took Chivas to a semifinal. Chivas had been, like, two, three years without without even doing that good. And I'll say this about Chepo's team, okay? I'll say this about Chepo's team. His his team started to change shortly thereafter the success of the of the, of the 2012 Olympics. Yeah, and I think just I think just in general the entire federation was just you know I I, I guess they were just pounding their chest and, and patting themselves on the back. And but one of the things that I do give credit to Chepo is, and I hadn't seen the team play like that in, in a long, long time consistently, is that the the one of the things that I liked about Chepo's team when they were doing, you know, the pre, you know, pre Olympics is that when they were attacking, the forwards were receiving the ball going towards the goal as opposed to sometimes where they're not very consistent, you know, as to how the midfield and the, and the forwards, you know, uh, you know, get together and, and stuff like that with the back towards the, the back towards the goal and stuff like that. Uh, or just sending, you know, crosses and crosses, you know, into, yeah. into the box, you know, just like, you know, repetitively, it, you know, his team did have a purpose and it had a style. I, only, only he knows why the team failed, you know, because I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he, he was always trying to play possession oriented soccer. Something just happened. I don't, I don't know. I think he just, maybe, maybe the players had too much stress, but you know, we're facing too much stress. I, I, I don't know. That that was one of the I things think, that well, I heard wrong. I think it collectively is just a gigantic meltdown. I mean, because you point, you look at every facet of that team, it all went to shit. All yes, yes, everything. Um, everything. Because before the qualifying really got going, the Gold Cups were ridiculous. I thought Chepel, Chepel's team and that generation of players kind of gave us hope that they were kind of regain that control over CONCACAF because like they were there at least maybe I'm wrong but it just seemed like like uh they were the they were the team that his team was the first one to, to kind of start winning in, in the U.S. again it seemed like 
before before uh, that, it just seemed like even on the, they were even losing friendlies. They couldn't they, they couldn't manage to get anything. Um, in, in the US. I, I, I think I think you're right, Dan. Because even even though Mexico won, you know, the 2009 uh, Gold Cup, you know, the five nothing, in in uh, I was there at the at Giants, you know, stadium. Um, that felt like it, it wasn't the full team, you know. Hello. For the U.S. Yeah, for the, for the yeah, I'm hearing. I'm, I'm listening. It, it, it felt, you, know, it, you know, both teams weren't really at full. Or I mean, yes and no. You know, so a lot. Of, they were obviously Aguirre was you know was trying to try out players and stuff like that because he didn't know all the players. You know, because he had been in Europe for like ten years. But you're right. You know, it, it come 2011. You know, when you know Chepo faced the U.S. You know, in over there in California. I mean, those that was Mexico's best, and that was the U.S.'s best. You know. Not only that, okay. he also had a great performance. I think was it his team against Costa Rica? Oh yeah, can't. Oh, I mean, they, that was they, a five-zero, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and what about those beautiful? Like he had like two beautiful goals, you know. I mean, he just thrashed La Volpe's Costa Rica team. Like I hadn't seen you know Costa Rica you know manhandled like that in a long, long time. <laughs> I think that's what kind of led to him staying as long as he did, possibly yeah. longer than he should have, because. Um, at least I was of the opinion that it's just a matter of time before the team turns it around. And I I kind of think that probably would have happened anyway because you saw what happened with those last games uh, where they had like a revolving door of, of coaches coming through for one, a game. And then Pioco comes in and saves the day. At least that's how, at least, at least that's how it's presented, I guess, for most. I'm not so sure it's it was him necessarily. I think it was more the players getting out of their funk. Collectively, yes, it's a big, big combination. But but Chavos, let's not let's not dwell on that past. <laughs> we still have. Uh, hey, do you think do you think he needs to go back to Malono La Puente in America? No, I, I mean he should have <laughs> just he should have just cooled off on the side for a bit, uh, which he's gonna have to do again, uh, at least the, a year or two. The way they talk about the siete acero, some people will call it like a. An accident. That's kind of like how I how I find that previous World Cup qualifying campaign. Um, while I don't anticipate most qualifying campaigns to go as easy as this last one, it should never go that poorly, ever. And um, I just uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm you know just to bring it around a little bit more current. I do think that that's the one thing that this guy, that Osori is going to have to get credit for. Um, even though he has... Now, going back to Chepo, did he actually get any big wins against big teams? No, his his qualifier was pretty bad. I mean, they started with with that draw at Azteca with Jamaica, which was a really bad game. But But then he had... I don't know if you guys remember the U.S. game. And there was two penalties that that weren't called in the favor, and, and I think that uh, that ended up affecting them. Just the first three games affected the team a lot. The Honduras one, where, where they were uh, where they were winning, and then uh, the, the the ref gives a penalty. They were winning 2-0, and, and the ref gives a penalty, and then they, they tie it up towards the end. So I think right there they lost, like, six points just starting, you know, now, is the team now that different? It seems like it's the same team, but I know there's a lot of different players. 
Nah, I'll, I'll say the the position is different, man. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty weak. I, I don't think I don't really see any of the teams doing doing that good at the World Cup. I, I don't think Costa Rica is gonna get anywhere near what they did. U.S. might not even if the U.S. qualifies, might not even you know back to three and zero. I don't know about Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica still has a. I mean, obviously for them, I figure the goal has got to be getting out of the group stage. I I think that's going to be still a realistic possibility. They have a good guy behind the net. Uh, they have some pretty talented players. And at um, least against the U.S., I thought they looked pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh, I, yeah, but against the U.S., dude, that's like, that's not saying much. Well, I mean, it's 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 saying something. I, you know, they they to do it twice. I think that's impressive. That was something Mexico wasn't able to do. I think a good measurement for Costa Rica was the game against uh, against Mexico, where they they lost pretty. They weren't very very dangerous to Mexico, and when you're not dangerous to Mexico at home, in the World Cup, Mexico isn't you know, a huge team to to be scared of. But when they go to the World Cup, they're not gonna unless they change. And their team, their their players, Bolaños and this other dude, the fourth name. They're sort of, I I think they're up there in age, right? There's there's are names that have been there for a while. This generation might be coming to an end. Well, this is gonna be their last uh, World Cup probably with this generation of players. So, but 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 to your point, yeah, you're right. You know, obviously the the, the region is. On a downswing, I guess, as during this cycle as a whole. I, was, I guess since we're since we're talking about qualifiers, that's probably a good segue to talk. No, to I, I think we haven't even finished with Liga MX, man. You can, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Please, please. What's up, guys? We have a bunch of teams, man. We have a, we have a profe on. Ya nos regañaron. Ya nos regañaron en el Twitter. Me doing a terrible job hosting. I didn't even introduce anybody, everyone. But know, since, we have a, since we have a, a rare uh, addition to the cast today, a vintage Profe. member. Desgraciado! <laughs> <laughs> nice. El Profe. What's going on, dude? Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Good, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining, man. It's good to, good to hear from you. So, yeah, can we trust that? Uh, are you going to give us that uh, that hard hitting analysis of Pachuca um, as a true Cambiarrayas, or uh, are you currently back on the Chivas uh, train? No, no, no. I've, I've always been on the Chivas bandwagon, uh, right. man. What are you talking about? Explain the crisis then. That's Jolie. Explain the crisis of Chivas losing yet again, and this time to Lobos WAP. Well, also, I wanted to ask Profe Cambiarrayas, because he, uh, you know, he's been very studious of Mati Almeida. And, 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 you know, it took me a while to, to like the guy. But one of my criticisms has always been he has a hard time winning at home. He's, he's never really been able to turn the only life into a fort. And and this season, he, they have the team has not won at home. And they just lost to the to the weakest possible team. Uh, so what's up with that, Profe? What what's going on there, man? What one thing what is what is Mati getting well, wrong, I, dude? 
I think well, one question at a time now. I, to be honest, I I haven't watched the the game so, and uh, <laughs> all the games were canceled these past two weeks. You're like a true Chiba fan, then. They only go to the stadium <laughs> when the team's winning. Yeah, there's like three, there's like three people in the stadium. No, no, no. I, I, I've been meaning to watch the games, but Chiba, Chiba I mean, status they confirmed. Canceled, they canceled. They canceled last week. You know, a very unfortunate turn of events, right? The earthquake in, uh, in Mexico and. I don't know if they had a, you know, if there was a specific reason why the games were shut down, but uh, uh, so yeah, I haven't seen the game against the Lopez Buap. Now was that today or because I haven't even gotten the score? That was that was like two days ago, man. Yesterday, Tagolazo, Amaury, Amaury, Scotto with a chilena. People are calling it better than Jimenez. Oh, qualifier yes. chilena. And okay, I heard, I heard a little bit about the goal. I didn't know it was against Chivas. It was pretty spectacular. I did catch that. Well, I mean, what can you do when, when, when you know when a team scores a goal like that? Uh, what do you expect, Jolie? It's like uh, it's like when uh, when Maxi Rodriguez, you know, had that golazo against Mexico in, in two thousand six. You're like, hey, well, I mean, we lost to a golazo. What else can you say? No, but but I think if if you have a team that that's a potential slump buster, that would have been uh, Lobos Boap. I know. Well, I mean, they, well, they've been having I, think... problems. I mean, they've had you know Lobos Boap. They've had to basically go panhandle for 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 their wages. Yeah, they were asking fans to to. They're starting like to they donate money for, for a tri- uh, uh, they asking for a tip, a tight? What is it called, front? It's a uh, yeah, What is it called again? Yesmo. Yesmo. Well, aside from all that stuff, though, Chivas was playing like they were asleep the first half. Their team didn't even care about playing. They weren't their head wasn't in the game, and they sort of brought it on the second. But just their whole style of play was was lacking. Well, the good thing. About well, I was just going to say that Lobos Wap, though they they are sitting in eighth. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that that they yeah they are in eighth, and they had been on a in a five match, a pretty brutal five match run. So they had lost to Pumas two zero, then they lost at home to America three two, they tie Atlas, they lose to Tigres, and then they lose at home to Morelia, and so just their last two games they managed to win. Uh, they beat Veracruz, which cost, uh, what's his face? Uh, Luna his job, and then they just recently beat Chivas. So, it's, it's, uh, they're in eighth now. That, that's simple, dude. They start off. But, I mean, they, they've faced a lot of the tough opposition already, though. I mean, with America and Tigres. Yeah. So, I I have I still have a feeling that if they can get their finances in order, I think that they can squeeze. I mean, I have a feeling that they they, they may be able to squeeze by and get it into the playoffs. You know, number eight spot. I had called uh, I called him the weakest link, but I was corrected in the chat mm-hmm. by by MJP said it's Puebla, which is correct. Puebla is in last place, and uh, did we see the last? 
That was the last of the La Volpismo. Was that La Volpe's last stand? He groomed Cheekies. And, you know, he was supposed to carry the torch. And he's gone after, what, seven games or six? You know what? For La Volpismo, I... are we going to have to burn it with fire? How, how do no, we get rid no. of it? No, I don't think you need to get, you know, honestly, I don't think you need to get rid of it. I think what needs to happen is that the same clubs need to start allowing, you know, coaches to, to, to coach and, and actually have a, you know, a plan because, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Success, success does not happen overnight. And, and you know, it's kind of sad that. You know, and I'm not for one that say that. Oh, this only happens in, in Liga MX. You know, there's actually the whole coaching carousel happens in a lot of you know even the, even the top leagues. You know, but but Ron, would you say that just because we have the the half season, we're we're it's, just we're more quick at it. It, 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 it just seems like it for us. But you know, even even in England, you know, the the the, the Premiership, you know, the the life of a coach is not that long. Oh, but but you you know Premiership, they have they have proper relegation, man. We have we got that three year expansion. You know we got that that uh, that safety net. But these guys, you know, they they live and die by by by. Uh, I mean that league is also another. You know, it, it also adds to your business. You know, your revenues. So I mean, it, it is important for them, and it, and it is a source of income for these guys. Uh, these, you know the revenues for the you know the, the playoffs and stuff like that, but it, it's just it's just a shame, you know. I, I think you know if Love of Peace was going to die, it's not be, not because it's a bad product, or, or it's not you know. Or I, I just think that you know right now these the, the the owners just want instant success. I think he's I I, I think he's probably best served for, for trying to like I think. Someone else has mentioned it before in the past, but having more in charge of 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 the youth, I think it's. Oh, you mean Lavarpe? No, yeah. we're talking about his disciples. Oh, his disciples. Oh, his disciples going into teams because because uh, Chiquis was, you know, was his son-in-law. He he groomed him. You know, he showed him the playbook. Maybe the playbook is outdated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think uh, Profe begs to defer. Chiquis was too pretty to coach. No, no, no I'm not. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Did, it's a funny response. Did I hear Yon? Yeah, no, he's joined. Oh, welcome, Yon. How's it going? Sorry, my voice is probably a little off. Uh, just did a four-hour show. <laughs> But thank you for that. How how the how the show go? Uh, well, we were we had to do theater of the mind tonight because we actually normally we go to all the stadiums and and then do the show, you know, like you're supposed to. But for some reason, they decided that that Des Moines was was too uh, for us to get to, so we did it from the studio, which is kind of weird. But uh, huh. Which I, I honestly, I you know now I don't mind because I can just go home, and uh, you don't have to worry about travel tomorrow and all that stuff. But uh, no, but it was alright. You know, Texas won, and uh, 
you know, our, I thought we had a good show, so it was uh, it was good. It was fun. We had a good time. And you also did an MLS one, was it uh, yesterday or last night? Yeah, I, I produced uh, Dynamo last night, uh, and uh, that was uh, very interesting because, you know, Dynamo were a team that were just were killing it. We're doing really well, and then they had that hurricane and the flood in Houston, and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't play for three weeks. And they, I don't think they've, I don't think they've won a game since. So they just, they just totally lost whatever momentum they've had. And they, and they, they played so bad yesterday. They let Dynamo or uh, LA Galaxy score three goals. And LA Galaxy is, uh, I don't know if you guys pay attention or not, but that, that, if I were an LA Galaxy fan, I would be pulling my hair out because there is no reason that team should be as bad as at least have such, as small a point total as they have. John, I they heard have, they have. John, I heard they haven't won a game since Jonah joined the team. They haven't. They haven't. Man. <laughs> they haven't won a game. Man, they were up 3-1 last night, and, and Dynamo scored two goals from the 85th minute on to tie it and came really close to winning it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they just – I mean, it, it's it's it seems like, you know, someone who, you know, pays attention to the sport a little might think that, the players at Dynamo are there, or not at Dynamo, LA Galaxy are, are there more for the hang than for the, you know, than for actually playing. So they have their health. Well, I was going to mention, I mean, if you're going to be losing, you might as well do it uh, for the Galaxy. Yeah, what's, the, what's that line from Arrested Development? I'd rather be, I'd rather be dead in California than alive in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if you're gonna be have a losing season, don't have it in Cleveland, have it in LA. No, no. But yeah, it's not like anybody's really paying attention or to give them a whole lot of grief about it. Exactly. Like, like no one's gonna be yelling at them, you know, when they go down and get the morning paper. No, it's uh, yeah, Gio had a pretty decent game yesterday and uh, had a, a you know a couple of nice touches and. But yeah, it's uh, well, it's one of those things where you just like it's, it's like how on earth could this team not be playing better or being better than what? They're now, are they losing? Um, well, I guess I guess uh, the better way to put it is is Jonathan making him. Is he looking good out there? He was all right. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he you know he does what he does. You know, he's a you know he, he cleans up plays. He he dispossesses teams extremely well. In fact, they're the goal that they went up three one on. He made a fantastic play on a very sloppy Google pass that uh, he he cleaned up, sent it to his brother, and then his brother had a two-on-one with the guy. And, you know, Giovanni, when it's two-on-one, it's going to be a goal because he'll either, he'll either you know, make the pass or shoot. And, and I got to open that. So, uh, yeah, so, it, was, it was just, just so frustrating. I got to be really frustrating for the Galaxy fans. So, John, it's, it's as yeah. if to say the Galaxy is already out of the playoffs, and if so, that means... Two, two seleccionados will be without games for a couple months. Well, yeah, the season goes through October. But, yeah, they were officially eliminated from contention last night. So no no Ligia for the Galaxy. But, uh, yeah, but the games do go through uh, the end of October. You, you I, think they'll uh, get loaned out somewhere? If I were uh, Osorio and if I were... <laughs> The, if the boys wanted to play in the World Cup, I would have 
daddy call his buddies at Televisa and say, hey, why don't we come down and play play the club? That's what I would do if I was. Because they're not going to get loaned out to Europe. So, you know, why not go down? And, and, and that would be terrific for, you know, for, for everybody involved. So that's what I would do. And then they can come and join the the Galaxy after the World Cup. And the reality is, is that they're only, I mean, if, if they did that, they would only miss like two months. Yeah, and then there's that one month that the Selección does of the one month get together. Well, yeah, but they don't do that anymore. They didn't do that the last time. Oh. Yeah, they learned, they learned oh, their damn. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do their their six week preseason. Yeah, I think that has to do with the fact that there's players in Europe. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the uh, the last time, I mean, they didn't have their complete team until they got to like Boston or something. So it's like, what's the point of having a? But I, I think if if you're Osorio and he's he was crying, he was crying to. Uh, to tell Marshall that he doesn't have enough time to prepare the team. I mean, he could ask for that. He could take players that <laughs> they might not, they might not make it to the World Cup, but he could still just, you know, use them to to train or some of the youth, some, you know, the under the under twenties or the under twenty threes. He, he could do a camp, you know, or at least he should request one. Why? Because he's, you know, he he wants to try. He he's the coach that does variantes, and that he wants to try players in different pos- spots. So I mean, why not give him give him a month to tinker with players and and do what he needs to do? I think it sounds good in theory, and I think it'd be it would it it probably make more sense if more of the players were based in in Mexico. But I mean, essentially, is your you're you're basically playing around tinkering with fringe players. Well, I mean, he could have all the Mexico-based players, and and then you know, there's a few that, like Gio and Jonah, that are are, are there too. You know, so they will be available. You know, he could have at least no. ten ten players. I'll maybe t- I'll, I'll tell you, I, I am very excited because now that now that Ancelotti is is, is gone from from Bayern. I'm sure that the that, that the first phone call was uh, was Pumas. So. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say FMF, John. Oh no no! Now that they're no, throwing, that crazy. now that they're throwing millions of dollars for the for the rights in the toilet, in the toilet, in the toilet. That's Did a... you want to talk about that, uh, Juan? Oh wait, I just want to finish wrapping up the league because. Tenos regañaron. I don't know if you knew, Dan. Yeah, no, I, said, I, I know. We, said, need to, we, we need a, we need a more league coverage, general coverage, not just the. Do we get a, a not just Santos we get a talk. stern talking to? Yes, yes, we did. And uh, the talk, man. So okay, uh, Puebla last place. They have a new coach. Uh, Puebla's just bad news, man. And then I know they've been trying to sell the team for a while. And then just above Puebla's Pumas. That's John's team right there. A big minus six goal differential. Only ten point. I mean, not seven Pumas, points so far. That's terrible. Yeah. Santos. That's, that's only two points less than Chivas. 
<laughs> that's right. That's it. <laughs> Santos would be in 16, Querétaro 15, Chivas 14, Atlas. Atlas is 13, and I would say the, the one, um, the whole Atlas thing is because we, we talked about this before. Uh, the Azteca owns Atlas, and Atlas is going to be in danger of relegation pretty soon. And they're so in they, danger of relegation now. Okay, so they're they're the ones pushing to to get rid of to uh, stop to get rid yeah, of relegation, or at least for a few years till they uh, get things in order. Well, knowing how bad Pumas is doing right now, I am I will, I will give my full throat endorsement. Postponing (laughs) Postponing relegation until uh, Relegation for a few years So we Until Pumas can get its act together And in 12 is Pachuca Which is like They're having not that great of a season But they seem a team that could bounce back At any minute And they already proved that by handing out Cruz Azul their first defeat of the season Which is a pretty brutal 4-0 it's a 4-0 defeat, and there was this pretty funny cartoon that, that they drew on Medio Tiempo, and it was uh, it was the Tuso with Cuatro Conejitas, and he was like, it's like the how much... Hebner. Yeah, it was a homage <laughs> to Hebner, who, who recently passed away. I thought it was pretty clever. <laughs> Conejas. Uh, so, um, now, the guy that's been scoring all the goals for Pumas is, uh, is Victor Guzman, who is a former, a former Chivas Academy product, is that correct? I thought he said Pachuca. No, Chivas let him go. Yeah, Chivas. What? He he used to be with Chivas. Let's see. Yeah, he's from Guadalajara. Yeah, he's a Chivas product. He was one of those players to be named later when they signed Pizarro. You know, when, when Pachuca became the Chivas Cantera. Kind of like Atlas became the Tigres yeah. a few years ago. He, he's a Pachuca. Um, he he's a midfielder and he has like six goals right now. And uh, yeah, he's the leading Mexican goal scorer, if I'm not mistaken, in the league. Yeah, Luzaron de moneda de cambio. So I don't know, man. It's a tough one. It was him for Profe. This is where you jump in, man. He spent his whole youth career at Guadalajara Youth Academy. Oh, well, I mean, I remember at the time, Jolie, uh, he wasn't very happy with the deal when he played at uh, value so much. Because this kid was valued, what, at $10 million? So he's where now? He's at... Uh, <clears throat> he's, so he's just 22. I, I can't hear you, man. I know, my, my connection's bad. That's why I've been... Hey, you got the QMS TV connection. Hey, Profe, did you, uh, have, you had, have you had a chance to listen to the Martin uh, podcast uh, yet? Which one? The Martin. Well, we had Martin on Martin Del Palacio. Have you heard? Pod- listen to that. Can- Cantina podcast number one hundred with Martin Del yeah. Palacio. I, I, wasn't that a two-parter? Because I think I heard a uh, part of the, the, the one one session, but didn't he come back for a second one? Or, or, or am I- no, no, no. It, he just it was just the one. Have 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 you have you heard what he said? Have uh, you, you need to go back? You need to listen to it. Your head, your head would explode. Refresh my memory. I, I think I listened to part of it, not all of it. Okay. Well, I think you missed. I think you missed the part. Yeah, you talked. You talked about your boy. 
Which, which, which one, Matias? You're, no, you're no, no, no. your little Dutch boy. Right, what? Hans. He was, he was, he was waxing about Hans. About Hans? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you need to go listen to it. Call him out on Twitter. I'm gonna give it a good listen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, you will. Uh, you you might have to you might have to change your underwear after after it's done. Well, you know what? I gotta change my underwear right now, man. So. No, but it it would be a happy change, not a sad change. Uh, all right, right. <laughs> oh, a sad change. Well, you know. So. <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, a messy change. <clears throat> but uh, so so so, who's in the top eight, Juan? Okay, well. Right now, uh, go ahead. Okay, no, no, go then. You have the list. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a uh, Monterrey the, still undefeated uh, at the top, uh, followed by Toluca, America, Tigres, León, León, Necaxa. Crap, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't think that's a typo. They're uh, sitting at sixteen, uh, tied with Tigres. Uh, then uh, you have Necaxa, Cruz Azul, and. Lobos Buap on in the eighth spot. So others, Lobos I guess. Lobos with goal scored in Liga MX. There, there's not a good chance of uh, Chipo Jose Luis Real reunion at the moment. Then for for Jolie. I know he was asking for that earlier. Yeah, Toluca's playing too well. Joel, you have to wait. Yeah, Cristante is he's been he's been doing good, and uh, you know. They had. They didn't have any big signups. Any 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 bomba refuerzos bomba. They seem to have blown their load on on the stadium, but they're doing really good. Um, and their keeper and, got injured. Uh, Talavera. But but yeah. So what's the deal with the stadium? Like on on the top, like on the on the on the. I want to call it the TV side. Like on the top, they have like that mural. Building or is that or is that going to be there in perpetuity? I mean, because it seems like it's kind of a big waste of space. I don't even know. I'm surprised the Lucas doing this well. I'm not sure, but it, you know, either you either way, be... it is a, a bigger improvement than what you know the Bombonera was before. Have you been there, Ron? Uh, I have not been to the new one. Uh, next time I go to Toluca, I definitely will make it uh, to, to it. Um, Toluca, the, La Bombonera, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's it's not a very comfortable, you know, it's not a very comfortable stadium for, for anybody, for really the press or stuff like that. I mean, it, I mean, I guess because I'm older now, but I mean, if you're a kid and stuff, like it's, it's great because you're like right there close to the, to the match, but you know what? Uh, you know, when, once you're older and, you know, and stuff like that, it's it's kind of, it's not a very comfortable stadium. Uh, but it, it is a huge, huge improvement as far as in, in terms of everything, the parking. Um, I, I was looking over the plans not too long ago. Um, and just, just you know, the, 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 everything around it, you know. Because it, it was, it was ugly, man. I mean, 
you could never tell because you never saw it from like the TV, but like around, you know, around the stadium, even the exterior part of it was really ugly. It was just basically just painted white outside. Oh, man. Papi. Did the Diablo Mayor come in? Put a, put a what was that? On, on, on Ron's on Ron's feed there saying that the bombonera was ugly. And he's like, oh, what the hell with that? The old one? It's kind of funny though. You can you you're right though. You can never tell that. Um, I didn't never I never knew it. I, I always the grass their 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 pitch always stood out to me. The um, and obviously it, like, the the shadows. It is. I mean, I'm saying it's a very English style type of you know stadium from the 1950s, where you know for for the fan experience. Obviously, when I say fan, I mean when you're out there and. You know, in your teens and, and, and early twenties and stuff like that, but uh, once you get a little older, man, you, you want a little bit more, you know, more amenities, you know, and stuff like that. And that's where it really, I think, failed, you know. Um, but I think this one, I think they, they got, it has for you know the best of both worlds. It's got for the you know for the rabbit fans, you know, and, and it also has for the uh, the corporate fans, you know, the guys that just you know want a little bit more more things, you know, uh, in their package. And it's like right smack in the middle of a neighborhood too, so it's not yeah. like no, it's, like modern stadiums in the U.S. where it's like in the middle of a, like a huge parking lot. You know, you know, you know what, guys? Uh, I I just thought maybe it would be interesting since the ones that have been the stadiums, if you could rate the water closets of uh, of Liga MX stadiums, eighteen. Right. Kind of, it'd be an interesting. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know. I, I. I have press. You know. You know. Bathrooms and stuff like that. I know Bob standing in line twenty minutes to take a piss, dude. <laughs> I, 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 about I have been inside the one in the Estadio Azteca, and it, it, it is the biggest urine trough I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> People pissing on the wall. <laughs> but it's just it's it, it, it's like a hundred yards long. I, you know, yeah, I, I've been. Crazy. I feel sorry if you're a little kid because cause you're at that level. You know, you're your little kid. You, you go take a piss, and there's adults. There's adults. No, no, no. That, that's what your dad you is for, man. Your dad's gotta <laughs> hold you up, man. You can't let your dingling touch that. Come on, that's parenting 101 right there, man. Sorry, Dad. Sorry. We and yeah, and yeah, no, I, I no, get no, experiences every time I go out. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, hold on, and then, and then like repeatedly say, don't touch anything. Don't let your peepee touch. <laughs> Imagine Ron fans when they score a goal and they start running up and down the up and down the stands. He'd uh, he'd be like, oh, don't bump into me. Leave me alone. <laughs> be all. I need that can handle it down here with the uh, gangsters. Yep. Was it deep too? It's he pampered, man. <laughs> I am. I'm not gonna lie to you, Beth. I am pampered. No, man. I was at the Coliseum one time, and and it's halftime. I go to the bathroom, and people forgot which was the, you know, oh, that place is the, awful, though, man. Which one was the exit, and which one was to go in? So you had like a gridlock of people pushing to get out and people pushing to get in, and it was getting crushed, man. That's just a bad place to go in, in, in the men's room, dude. 
So I was like, never, never again, man. Never, never again. I think it's probably more common uh, with the older stadiums. I think uh, the Rose Bowl is kind of similar, where you're, you're gonna you're gonna lose a bit of time if you have to leave in the uh, during 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 play. But, so uh, now the now the Ibalagua makes more sense. Yes, I mean because you had a you you had a pee in a bag. That's why, because you didn't want to miss a, a minute of the action. See, we shouldn't be spreading these falsehoods. People believe. But I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, I think just generally speaking, those two stadiums, even though Rose Bowl's to a little lesser extent, uh, it's a bit of a, could get a little, could get a little rowdy in the, in the, in the bathrooms. I don't know how the other stadiums are, but they, they could get a little crazy. I know, uh, at one of our experiences, one of our, uh, one of the guys that was with us came back. Um, looking almost like a unicorn because he had a welt on his forehead from falling. <laughs> oh, was that Chompy? So, no, no, Lord. I'm not going to say names because <laughs> it's Just not for me to divulge the identities of people <laughs> that may or may not be listening. But, you know, just be careful out there, kids. Especially when you go to the bathroom, you know you you don't want to slip and, and accidentally bang your head into the into the inside of a urinal. That's I don't know if that's old, what happened. Old Larry Sanders joke. Oh, they're is like, it? Yeah, the sidekick. They're like, you know, why is you know why what was so funny about me cracking a tooth on a urinal? And uh, Larry <laughs> said, hey, "Your back teeth." But uh, anyway. For the uninitiated. Well, have we spoken enough about the the, the league? Is there anything else that you want to discuss? No, no, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're on to now the 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 TV monopoly. I will go with the monopoly of the television, man, because everyone's talking about everyone's talking about the selection and the players, and I, I I think I think people already know. You know, but, people but know I, that they that they left Omar Govea off the list. So why bother even discussing it? Why? Pretty, pretty sure. No, I, I think the TV is more interesting. Just just because, uh, what it, you know, what it could sig- significant. Yeah, ya se me olvidó el inglés. That's okay, Joela. The, 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 the stage is yours. You have the conch. Um, <laughs> hey, that's going to be a female movie next year. Uh, I heard la concha giving a whole new meaning. Uh, anyways, you know, the, just the whole... <laughs> yeah. please continue, Juan. No, um, um, just, just, just we were talking about before, just how it could change, it could change the outlook of of Mexican football. So Televisa pushing hard. To, to maintain control. Now, now just uh, if you could, if you could just give a little bit of background because I, I think, uh, common, oh. common fan probably isn't, uh, too ah, yes. aware of this kind of thing. They're mostly been looking at the, at the call-up list. So if you don't mind, if you can give a little bit of context. Well, the, the television rights for the Mexican national team, they're going to expire after the 2018 Russia World Cup. And then they're up for grabs. So, what was expected, and a lot of teams, a lot of club owners were even expecting this, was for other uh, 
television companies to step in, like ESPN and Fox Sports, and um, you even have Carlos Slim there. And and so because then that would just change, you know, the the, the power structure in, in uh, FMF and Liga MX. So right now it's it's pretty much Televisa and Tevasteca who have the biggest say in, in just the, you know, every time there's going to be changes, they pretty much control what they have the final say. Uh, so, so what has been going on recently is that some news leaked out that Televisa already reached a deal with the Mexican Football Federation to keep rights for the for the national team for the next uh, for the next four World Cup cycles. So that's that's sixteen years, and uh, and then just today Carlos Slim came out. So his company America Mobil, along with Telemundo, and they're offering a pretty massive amount. But they want rights for the U.S. and streaming rights in Mexico. But they want transparency with the deals because they're saying they're offering way more than what Televisa is offering. And uh, so so the, this this meeting is going down tomorrow. So, so tomorrow is going to be a pretty big day. Some of this news. Yeah, I, got, I got some numbers for you if you want. Yeah. Uh, Televisa offer is two hundred million for eight years, and they would be on all platforms, Mexico and U.S. And then America Mobile and Telemundo would be two hundred sixty million for eight years, more expensive. Complete U.S. platforms, but in Mexico, digital, like you said, like you said. So it sounds like a you know Televisa would be the way to go for for the cost. I I'm very wary about U.S. foreign uh, corporations having control of Mexican football, Mexican soccer. I'm I'm against it 100. You know, and you know, and for the right now, you have the guys like Jose Ramon and all those guys, you know, just, you know, basically saying that this isn't about money, this is about dignity, this is about transparency. Bullshit. One hundred percent complete and utter fucking bullshit. And I'll tell you why. Because in, because in, in, in 1992, 93, when they wanted to, when him and Mauro, uh, Mauro Emilio Mauro wanted to take control, it wasn't about transparency back then. They just, they just, they just didn't like Televisa. Plain and simple. They wanted, they wanted their people. They wanted their access. That's all this is about. It's about access. Who has it, and who's going to get it. And so, you know, spare me this. You know, I, I don't believe it. one for some one second that it's about dignity, that it's about transparency and stuff like that. Um, I just, I don't know. I've, I've always been. I think there's one thing that we should be able to, that we should protect is. is is making sure that you know it, it, it goes with Mexican Mexican uh, television and, and Mexican you know uh, owners and and directors that that know the game. You know I, I don't care how you know one thing one thing that Mexican football has shown is that we've had very rich owners buy teams and within you know two three four seasons they're in relegation because they don't know how to manage. Uh, their teams, they don't know how to manage, they don't know how to, you know, manage basically a business within, you know, Mexican soccer, which is a business and it's a tough business to be in. 
and, and, I just, I, and I just think, I just think, you know, knowing, knowing what I know about, you know, you know, the, the U.S. Spanish networks, dude, they're going to exploit the shit out of them, dude. It's like, you know, you guys, you know, you know, people complain about, oh, Televisa and TV Azteca, it's all, you know, it's all, you know, Deportivo with them. It's, 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 it's I'm sorry, it's all, you know, Negocio, and, and, and they put the Deportivo on the, on the back burner. It's going to be worse with, 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 with you know, uh, more, more, more Fernando Fiore stuff. Yeah, it's going to be like that, dude. I, I guarantee you. It's going to, it's going to be like that. You know? I mean, just, just Carlos Slim, he takes, you know, he, 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 he goes on ownership with a, to me, this is, for me, at least, look, I have nothing against Carlos Slim. I think he's a brilliant, you know, obviously he's a really brilliant businessman, but he, he's just, I think this is more of, a, of an ego battle with, 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 with Salinas and, 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 and Escarraga than, than anything. I, you know, that his intentions are more of, a, of an ego, like, you know, billionaire against a billionaire. To see who's got the biggest, you know, thing. But because you're assuming they go with that that off that more expensive offer. What's that? You're you're assuming they go with that more expensive offer from from Telemundo, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I I I, I don't want to see I don't want to see it in the hands of Slim. I don't want to see it in the hands of you know NBC. I don't I don't think that from the money from the money perspective, I don't think it they would go that way. I think they go. The Televisa way. Well, yeah, I mean, because if it's going to be streaming in Mexico, if it's going to be streaming in Mexico, we know how we we see how it turned out with TV, TV and internet. Yeah. You know, streaming. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, but what what big changes would you see if if let's say NBC Telemundo were to win? Um. Aside from having schedule. You know, a, a more preferable schedule for for U.S. audiences. What would they're, they're already? They're obviously going to control many aspects of the of, of the of the of the national team. You know, when they play, who they play, the hours they play. You know, you're not just buying the rights. You're basically kind of, you know, just to to, to, to you know televise it. You're basically kind of. Almost in a way, have almost like like a like a it's almost like a partnership, you know, if you will. Yeah, it's going to be messed up. So, so if 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 they win that, then all the national team games would be streamed only in Mexico, I guess, unless they come to. An agreement for some type of TV transmission, right? Well, doesn't Slima own a, own other stations? Uh, well, he, I believe he pulled out. He pulled out. I mean, right now he's he's trying to get the thing streaming, you know, with it, with his obviously with his Denzel and his uh, America Mobile, whatever. I forget the name of it. But uh, yeah, here in the U.S., obviously, it would be Mundos, NBC Universal. Which honestly, I'm not a big fan of their packages. You know, you know. Uh, I still get stuff, it in standard definition. I know, I know. Yes, yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things that I've uh, you know that you know Univision is pretty much spot on. You know, it's like you know because they get it from Televisa. It's like you know I, I like having Galavision. You know, they had Galavision at the time. They had Telefutura. They had you know 
you could watch games on any other channels, you know? And they were all high definition and stuff like but, that. But, Ron, don't you think it would be a good thing if – well, one good thing that could come out is NBC winning and there could be a stronger push for Liga MX and Inglés. Why, why can't uh, Liga MX be in, Ingl- uh, in English? I, 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 if anything, they don't seem to care. That's why. <laughs> but wouldn't those be? Wouldn't that be separate rights? Well, they'll have the, for the rights in Mexico to be streaming, you know, and uh, for the for, for streaming. But in the U.S., NBC, Telemundo, you know, obviously that they would they would get those. Well, no, I'm just saying if they if they wanted to, to provide like a English content as well. I would just figure that they would be those would be separate rights that needed to be bought. But well, Univision does English, but they they do streaming on Facebook. I don't see why why they couldn't do it on. Well, I guess they need like a new, you couldn't put English on their Spanish channel. You'd have to put it on a like a Mundos is sort of like Portugal English style. So maybe Univision needs a channel like that where they can uh, spew out some English stuff. I thought they had one. On EBC, I don't, I don't recall in English. No, I'm not sure. Mundos is, is, in, is in English. A lot yeah, of... but really, no. I personally will be disappointed just to, to not have the games uh, on on EBC. On. I... Well, you're not going to get them anyhow on on EBC anymore for the World Cup. I think this is the last one for on EBC because I think... Or no, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I think this one, I think everything's going to be on... Uh, on uh, in English, ESPN lost it. ESPN, ABC. I think it's going to be uh, Fox. I, think. I just I don't get any of those channels in in, in HD. Telemundo, uh, NBC, Universo, whatever it's called. Yeah. None of them. I think there's one of them you can get, or, or maybe I'm wrong. I think I think I got the 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 Latino package and and, and yeah, so do I. Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff is just. I think Garbage. I, I can't stand watching the games like that. I think Universal is on HD. Oops. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just very skeptical. I'm very skeptical of of uh, you know, U.S. U.S. company basically having ownership, you know, rights to it because I think they're just gonna they're gonna do. If the contract is done with 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 uh, with Zoom, who's gonna who's in charge of uh? scheduling their games or, or promoting their games? Well, I mean, obviously, they're going to want to make their uh, their nut back, uh, you know, NBC Telemundo, you know? So they're going to pay uh, an outrageous amount of money. And, uh, you know, uh, they're going to want to make it in advertising and, and stuff like that. So they're going to they're gonna paint the shit out of the game. They're going to market it. I got to call the players in early to do some, uh, you know, a sandwich and shit like that. <laughs> 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 They're going to be making mass, mass tortas and mass sandwiches. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure I have an opinion as far as like, uh, how little effect the team on, on, I'm not too familiar with that side of, of, uh, of the game. So, do you so you're happy the way it is now? You think it should just stay this way? Remember when I asked, you know, Martin about about you know the, some of the troubles that that I've seen, you know, with Pumas as of late, and part of it is you know the the, the money aspect. Well, 
you know, one of the things, one of the things that uh, that I've noticed with Slim is that he has backed off a lot from his investments in soccer. And one, of, and I think one of the reasons why is because he's he's, he's trying to stick it to 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 Ascarga and the Televisa people. So it's it's like, okay, are you there to are you there to you know to basically get in the pissing contest to see who's got the biggest one, or are you really there for for the game, to grow the game? You know, say what you will about Televisa in, in the history of Televisa, but I mean, if it wasn't for Televisa, you wouldn't have Cruz Azul. You still want to show me your cucumber? You know. That you, you wouldn't have Cruz Azul if it wasn't for tele, really for Televisa, you wouldn't have Pumas. You wouldn't have you know a lot of a lot of the, a lot of what we take for granted and, and, and what we like. Yeah, Televisa. but Pumas was on uh, Imevision. I mean, they didn't go to Televisa till this this century. We're talking years. Uh, this is, we're talking back in the Borja days. You mean Ron when they would pay? Per game, yeah. This is this is like years and years ago. I mean, like I said, you you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a Cruz Azul, you know. They they would still be a team from Hidalgo. Are they going to play in their old stadium in the old uh, what is it? Diez de, Diez de Diciembre Stadium, or are they going to play elsewhere? I, no, I, I think they have an agreement with Azteca to go back into Azteca. Because I mean, their stadium is damaged right now. So Azul is 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 they can't do anything there, if I'm not mistaken. That, that's probably a good thing, John, given how cursed that stadium is. I just I just hope for another terremoto to bring it down. It's like has it see, has it been red tagged? Is that is this, is the stadium going to be no more? Good riddance. Well, they're I mean they're they're moving either way because they're they're building a new stadium. But uh, I mean I, I thought I thought because uh, I know that uh, that, that Pumas is going to be playing the rest of their games this season in Querétaro, not necessarily because the stadium is damaged, but because they're using the stadium and and the surrounding area as like staging areas for the the relief of of, of what's happening. Uh. And but but I think but I think I think specifically I think the Azul was damaged. At least that's what I told my announcer yesterday. He said it on the air, so I sure hope I'm right. <laughs> but uh, oh man, Querétaro! Yeah, Pumas, be a small, Pumas played uh, in Querétaro way back when, when they had the 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 strike in Unam at the, at the university, and they couldn't play in the stadium because there was no one there to to manage one, it. So they, one, they played in one in one of the finals. America Pumas they played in Querétaro uh, when America beat Pumas in the final. Like two and was, a half. That, was, was that the the one where they cheated? Of course. <laughs> That's right. Because because didn't Pumas win the first one like three zero, and then by 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 some miracle, America was able to to win to win the night. I mean, it was I don't know if it was three zero, but I know it was a pretty hefty pretty hefty margin, and some pretty iffy. Calls went a certain way. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just going to smoke no, 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 no. It's funny because I, I always have Pumas fans always uh, trying to discredit that that league title for America, and then you have guys like Yo Joel discrediting, discrediting America for Prode '85. So you saw America. America like, has how, like, how many championships has like America hashtag, won? There's like hashtag trends, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Joel has started the you know. 
So how many? How many? How many? How many tiles then has has, has America? Was it twelve? <laughs> I don't know. Right? You're gonna have to ask Coyle that. How many counts? No, no. What I'm asking, well, what, what, what's the official? Is it 12? Is that the official number 12? Well, well, FIFA actually has them as what 18, if I'm not mistaken. I don't give a shit who FIFA has it. On. What is? What is? <laughs> how many stars do they have on their thing? Is it 12? No, no, no technically. I mean, if you were to count all, all the titles, it'd be over. It'd okay. Over, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. FIFA. FIFA um, has. There's. There's there's twelve, okay. Is this like Alabama when they they count the national championships? Well, you know there was. This is this kind of reminds me of uh, asking Fernando questions. Remember the the Southern Living poll of 1934 had Alabama number one, so we count that as a national championship. Or like or like Harper's, you know, Vogue, okay. you know, French Vogue had FIFA, a college football poll in 1910, and they had FIFA Alabama. has them at eighteen, okay. I just don't want to say that because I because gets mad. Probably it's the cold sore of Estrellas in in the in the school. It's just right there, man. And when they list it, they always have to put Prode. It's just not the star. It has to say Prode, dude. I'm sorry, Ron, but playing eight games, I don't see how you could call that a proper season. <laughs> so, so what's happening with... Uh... With with the, the rights, there's we'll obviously tomorrow, better we'll deals know, on the table. We'll and, know tomorrow, and, John. But one thing I do know, I kind of have a feeling because the way the article was written and what and and, and obviously uh, was that they're hoping for transparency, which has me to believe that it, that Televisa already, you know, pulled the wool. Yeah. Over them. What's that? Yeah, they're saying that Televisa already has the deal already tied up. And from, but, 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 and, and from Slim's from Slim's camp, they're hoping for for transparency. So I have a feeling that they know that but, but, something but who, has already happened. But uh, is I mean, isn't FMF just making a deal with themselves though? What's that? When when they sign a deal with Televisa, I mean, it's the same company, isn't it? No. Oh come on, dude. No, you have you know well. Keep how many? Mind, wait, wait, mind, this way. How many? How many? How many ex Televisa executives work for FMF? It's you also have. It's also Tev Azteca, dude. Well, okay. How many? How many Tev Azteca and Televisa keep, execs keep, work keep, for keep, work for FMF? Keep in mind, keep in mind, dude. Keep in mind, you have you have a bunch of owners from different you know uh, uh, companies, FEMSA, Sandmix, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not. It's not just. It's just not Televisa, but it's just. There's, there's the old, you know, old money guys, and then there's the new money guys, you know. You, you know what, you know what, Ron? Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think what I see happening is that the offer, you know, if, if you get all these other companies involved, non-Mexican companies, and yeah. more money could eventually come in, and then uh, the league could become a rich, and then I, I could see ultimately the league going the way of like. Like some of these European leagues, where where um, they're no longer owned by Mexican, uh, you know, companies or owners, it it, it becomes very foreign. Yeah. So it, I could see it going that way, where it's like, you know, ultimately we just get bought out. I, I I'm like I said, I'm 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 skeptical because given Slim's track record in, in, in football and soccer in in, in, in Mexico, 
he hasn't never really committed, you know, for the long haul. You know, it's always been okay. He used to invest, you know, he used to be like a silent, you know, investor with, you know, with Unam. He used to be um, sponsors, you know, with Telmex and stuff like that. But well, he obviously feels guilty about about leaving Pumas. <laughs> I for and, the life of me, I, I don't he's, know. And he's, gonna, and he's going to go back. He, I mean, he didn't want to see him suffer. You know what? For the life of me, I don't know why it seems like they've lost a lot of their investors, like in Patronato. I, I, it seems to me like you know, I, I don't know. I don't know Banamex and, and a bunch of other investors. It's just like, like I don't know. But like I, I like I mentioned, like I mentioned, you know, back in the podcast when Martin was there, I kind of knew that Televisa was gonna, you know, they were gonna right. the Cersei. Yeah, were, but were, but but he also said, and you know, that that, that slim. Frankly, doesn't need the headache. Well, obviously, with, he, doesn't, with, he yeah. doesn't have to do anything. I mean, he's pretty right. enough. He, could be, he doesn't need this. But 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 again, it goes to my point: is is he just doing this as a pacing contest to go to get into a, a you know a, a business fight with 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 guys? You know that obviously they, these guys, you know, they have their lawyers, they have their their, their armies of lawyers and accountants and stuff like that, and they go and these guys take off together, you know. But I don't know. It's just I, I don't. I don't think Slim is sincere with this. I mean, if if, if it is, I think we're going to see a lot more of your boy uh, Arturo. What's his name? His uh, son-in-law, uh, Arturo alias Ayub or something like that. Another yerno. Yeah, we're going to have him a lot. Oh, he was the dude that was in charge of the Grupo, uh, Grupo Pachuca, right? Well, yeah, and he was also the one that gave uh, the, the Bicampeonato to Pumas. Oh. So, I mean, uh, it, it's obvious to me that his guilty conscience has, has caught up to him. And, and needs to go make things right. Who? Over in Seoul, yeah? <laughs> I still don't know for the rise for me why he doesn't have a team, full ownership. Well, I mean, like like Martin said, it's not, you know, think of, you know, the the, the quote unquote splashy owners that have that have that have that have made those moves in over the past couple of decades. I mean, it, 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 it's guys that used the team to kind of enhance their own image, and the, and, the, and 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 give them, you know, more. Leverage another, you know, they use, they use it to leverage their other businesses. One of one of two, and things. I don't one think of, that he needs to do that. And it's just uh, one of one of two things: either it's not as lucrative. As oh, it's definitely he, not as lucrative. It's not, it's not as lucrative as he thinks it is, as he thinks it is, or he knows he knows what you know what Atlante the owner said that that running a soccer team is extremely difficult. You know. Yeah, it's it's like an expensive hobby where you're just gonna lose money. But but it is. I mean, for the guys that don't know what they're doing, you're losing money. But even even but if you look at the top clubs, like they owe a lot of money. They're in heavy debt, like Real Madrid, Manchester. They 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 ended up being bought by foreign investors. Well, not Real Madrid, but like not, a, not Real like, Madrid. They but, still but, have their socios, <laughs> and Barcelona still has their socios and stuff like that. Yeah, but even Real Madrid has to like you know. They got to take out the cross from their from the emblem. Yeah, 
<laughs> have to go to the to the cheeks. Yeah. And you know, Varsa had to put Qatar, you know, in 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 the shirt, and and they still have to like bend the knee. Yeah. I don't think I don't think MFM team should be bending the knee to anybody. Bending two knees. Um, be bending two knees and and getting you know kicked out of the league when they run out of money. I'm I'm in the fence, John. I'm in the fence. Sometimes change is good. But then other times, you know, it could be worse, you know? Well, you know, I mean, obviously I say what I say tongue-in-cheekly, but, I mean, I honestly believe that, you know, that, that Televisa is, for better or for worse, like like the biggest reason of, of, the, of, of the success of, 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 of the league and the team and its, yeah. and its biggest enemy of, of further success. <laughs> serious? I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I, I think that yeah. you know, they, what they have done obviously has been outstanding. But because of that, then it just, uh, you know, I mean, whose whose interests do they have in mind when they make certain decisions? Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and, and 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 that's where I see, you know, that you know that that's the important. You know, we'll never see a a, a a television contract, you know, for for certain games that you know that that's league wide. It's it's always going to be based on a club by club thing. Yeah, I like your idea for the Monday Night Football level. I'm telling you, it would be it would be, it would be outstanding. I think I think that sooner I think sooner or later, Televisa is going to have to you know wise up a little bit more. Um, I mean, I think they've already mind, started. It, it, you're right. I mean, keep yeah. in mind, even in from even in '98, even in '98, you know, and it's funny because I was talking to the guys before you know the podcast, like asking them if they if they were watching the. Uh, yeah, for for that, and you and you had guys from ex Televisa and ex Tevesteca guys talking about you know their rivalries, you know they're giving anecdotes and stuff like that, and and like you know for example '98 Tevesteca Andres Marín was talking about how how they weren't even allowed in the you know at the hotels at the you know at the camp at the training camp or nothing. And this guy's having to you know climb trees and stuff like that just to. To, to see the team, you know, practice. So I mean, obviously, we've come a, a long way from that because I mean, both you know now both you know Azteca and Televisa, which are the two major networks in Mexico, have access to the team, and obviously, it, you know, who, who gets more viewers and ratings is you know the, the, the company, the network that's more innovative and, and, and just you know provide you know has a better content. Uh, I think the I'll think they'll wisen up a little bit more, and 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 spread the wealth a little bit more. But I think I think I don't know. Just I I, I don't I don't want to see like I said NBC or, or Slim in there because I don't I don't know what they're really going to do. Yeah, but NBC would just be for the rights in the U.S. though. They have nothing to do with the rights in Mexico. Uh, well, I think it's streaming. I mean, I mean they they have half the rights right now. NBC. <laughs> It's in it's a uh, Telemundo and uh, America Mobile. So they would they would have the rights in the U.S. on TV, and then they would stream in Mexico. It looks like the Picante guys are all on this uh, Telemundo stuff, man. So uh, what are they saying? What are they saying right now? Do you think uh, that if they streamed it, would it be better than Chivas TV? <laughs> <laughs> they said they said it's it's. It's common sense to to take the uh, offer from the 
the U.S. company. It would be absurd to take the that's Rafa Puente. Uh, and it's all about the doing things in the dark. Jose Ramon is saying that Desio de Maria is irresponsible. Um, that you know it's not fair to to be working things in the dark. All the transparency stuff. Um, Jose Ramon does not have a leg to stand on. Plantison says that there's a there's a clause in the re, the the renewal of the contract that this, the national team will have to. Oh, shit, what is this translation? Oh, no. Oh, something else. Yeah, there's, there's tweet after tweet going, going on about the... Are they responding to a file, Tosin? <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> like, what are they responding with? Oh, they, are, are, are they reminding him? They're slacking. They, they slack? didn't remind him. Are they reminding him of El Divo de Tepico? No, they said, ahora tu te lo sin llorar. <laughs> they, they were slacking. I don't see. A, I don't see a tweet. I saw Fatelson and uh, and Perro were on uh, whatever. Yeah, that channel. was hilarious, wasn't it? And uh, <laughs> I, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was interesting. Actually, I, I really liked that whole. Uh, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to watch uh, Ray Hudson uh, call the Tigres uh, Cholos game. And, and and for the life of me, I cannot understand why Fox hadn't snatched him up for the World Cup. Yeah. The the, the anecdotes that the guys were talking about, you know, how like, you know, when Duca broke up a fight, you know, almost almost between Baitofan and and Perro Bermudez. Duca did? Yeah, did you did you I didn't get to watch that much of it. <laughs> you gotta watch them, dude. They're hilarious. Perro Bermudez man was just killing it on the show, dude. With, yeah, because yeah, he was talking. You know, he was giving anecdotes with, uh, with him and Jose Ramon, and him and and Andres Marin, and him and uh, David Pike or something. They were just. I mean, I was on the floor. Dude. I was just laughing my ass off. You know, because uh, he, he he you know he referred to you know his his disciples as being very aggressive and very mean. You know, right? Obviously, referring to Pike or and and Marin. But uh, it made for good television. I'm not gonna lie. At least, for, at least for those that have been following for a long time, because I bet that's a lot of context lost to, to a lot of like newer followers. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. I'd say for people that have been watching since since there was Deporte B and and all that, because it used to be a really strong rivalry. Uh, uh, you know, TV Azteca, Televisa, it's not nowhere near what it used to be. Uh, you know, so so I mean, if if you kind of grew up with that, just seeing some of these dudes that you never thought would be sitting in the same table, it it just you know makes it extra special. It it, it does. It it really is. And and it's funny because uh, there was also another instance when uh, Fajardo was talking to uh, Andres Marin and how you know Marin was you know how he got started with with uh, with the Aztec and, and and being with Jose Ramon that back then. He was talking about how he was talking about how um, you know Europe would send like the highlights, like you know, in the reel with no sound, no nothing, like no. They, back then there was no internet, and they had to give a note on like European, you know, football, like the highlights, but like they didn't know the name of the players, they didn't know anything. It was just it was just a reel without without sound. And and uh, Fikerson was talking about how uh, 
how Marin used to be like a know-it-all about European soccer. I mean, he knew everybody from like, you know, the, all the top leagues. And it's funny because he said, you know, Pike just brought up the fact that he used to collect his magazines, like, you know, Don Ballon and stuff like that, you know? And it's like, it's funny because that's back then, that's how we got our information with magazines. Yeah. Tito de Esquina was one of my favorites. Yeah. It was pretty crappy. It would fall apart, but it when had, I went, but I'll take that. When I went to Paris, uh, when I did my uh, junior year thing when I was in college, and I, I was waiting for a buddy at the airport because I got in like at seven in the morning. His flight was getting at ten. I was like, I'll just you know, we'll I'll wait here and we'll and we'll go down together. And I was I found a, a couple. I can't remember if it was like France football, one of those. But I found out more about the Mexican national team in in, in, in like three little paragraphs uh, back then than 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 I than than I would get at all uh, where I was because I think I was in, I was in Philly at the time. So it just it was it was impossible to get any kind of information. And uh, man, I devoured that thing. It was it was fantastic. It was uh, France football is really good. Have you ever, have you ever had a chance to I read got, that, I, Ronnie? I own one France football edition, and that is the day after um, the day after France lost the the World Cup in two thousand six. The very next day, I I bought the magazines from all the top at the at, at one of the uh, train stations over there in uh, Berlin. Right. I bought uh, France football. I bought Bill, um, Bill, La Gazette. Basically all the top newspapers, you know, from, from, uh, from Europe and the top magazines. I got them and I, I think that night or the next day, I, I basically put them in a box and sent them in the post and sent it to myself and I sent them back here to the U.S. I haven't seen them since. They're still in a box. <laughs> So that's the actually the only copy of France football uh, that I own. So they're in the in the secure area of the uh, of the Citadel. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it since. The the one I put the most, as I mentioned, was the Tiro de Esquina. It, Those were good. It, it was like not so much a magazine. It looked more like a fan scene because even the cover was very cheap. Yeah. Uh, but it would have interviews and it. It's just very informative. So, I mean, you get you get your money's worth with. You had the Tiro de Esquina was great. It was fantastic. Except if you were reading they, for a long time, Ron. I don't know if you ever like they, it would smudge they, the words. Yeah, they they quit. They quit after the 2002 World Cup. They 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 quit after the 2002 World Cup, and that was a. Uh, that's the last uh, mag- magazines that I have from them. Is from 2002. What what do you think it was? Just internet? I think you could internet, get... because by that time by that time you can have you had Medio Tiempo. Yeah, and Medio Tiempo started using the stats because that's one of the things that drew a lot of people in the beginning. Well, he, here's you a, can find. I, I don't know if you remember, but before Medio Tiempo, the, there was this one go to one go to uh, website. It was called uh, Mundo Soccer or FutbolMundial.com.mx. And that was that was the Bible. That was the go-to one. And I think I did. Where, where they had like every Mexican national team. They had like the results. Had, the results for all the. the... Yes, they, that website still exists, but it's just not updated. In fact, I remember a long time ago. That actually, this was back in the two, two thousand three, two thousand four. 
when they stopped, I think they stopped updating like in 2005. I remember I reached out to them because I was wondering, like, hey, would you be interested in selling, you know, selling this? But they never, they never got back to me. But, <laughs> but I'm telling you, they had, they had information that, that, you know, that sometimes I couldn't even find in magazines regarding, regarding, um, uh, scores from like, you know, the Copa Carlsberg and, and Copa Kirin and, and like the Libertadores and the Pre Pre Libertadores and stuff like that. They had stuff that you can't even find right now on, on like on the Wikipedia or, or stuff like that. They had really good information, good scores. They had, they had, you know, the lineups. They had a fantastic website, but, uh, Bagel Tiempo just knew what they were doing and, and they really, you know, they had those database of stats, you know. Unfortunately, they didn't have too many stats of like international stuff, but uh, yeah, that's. I think I think that's why the, web, the I think that's why the magazine started to go down. I haven't been to Medio Tiempo in like months, years. Oh, uh, you, you you're not missing anything, John. You're, no, it's, it's, like, too many, it's too many ads, dude. It's too many ads. And, and they have the ones with with sound. Automatically yeah. start. Oh, so they then, still do that? That's yeah, all. I I don't even bother. I don't even bother going to Medio Tiempo anymore. And That's, then they have the ads that once it stops playing, it'll start up like five seconds later. That's that's unfortunate. I know that uh, the guy that started it obviously he's not he's not there anymore, or he sold it, or oh well, yeah, they sold it out. Yeah, he, yeah they uh, tried they tried to do an English version, and it, it just that's they didn't do I, I too well. I worked for them for a little bit. Uh, was it Soccerly? Right. Uh, but I, their Spanish one, their their the, what is the name? Juan Football apparently is doing very well. It's actually really good, and and and, and, and I forget to follow it more. But it but it really is very decent. Juan Football. I it is it is for the stories and stuff like that. But me being the stats and analytical guy that I that, that I am, I haven't found a site that for me is worth going to. Uh, because I mean, geez, I, I don't want to get bombarded with ads, and I don't want to get bombarded with videos, you know. Uh, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to find a, a website that, that, that I'm able to, you know, really go through, you know, the content and looking at the stats and stuff like that. Because before, I mean, you could get the stats from like, you know, um, how many, you know, how many goals scored with the left foot, with the right foot, how many headers. You know, stuff like that. I mean, that's that's the type of information that you would get from like, from you know, even Soccer Mania, you know, uh, you know Jorge Wicker and then and those guys, they would give you fantastic, you know, stats. You know, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't really, don't I don't get that information anymore. I wish I did. <laughs> T-Mobile's on the oh. Commercial, damn you, damn you, commercial. You got me. All right, gentlemen, it's uh, one o'clock East Coast, so uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah. We, uh, we can end it on uh, on this note. On Picante, they had the lawyer for Rafa Marquez. Uh-huh. Apparently, he wants to go to his fifth World Cup and uh, play again. Uh, they already. Uh, Unfroze two of his accounts, so I guess he's he's got a little bit of hope. I I, I think he's in a stupid. Huh? I don't think he is, man. What's that? 
I don't think he is. I could see him wearing those those t shirts with you know those those narco shirts with with the like, uh, flowery Pacho. those flowery button downs. Like Pacho from from Narco. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you knew what was going on. My body was... <laughs> John, have you seen have you yeah. seen the show, Narcos? Oh yeah, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it is. It is. I love I just, it. I, I just it. finished. We just finished watching the third season. Uh, what do you think? It was. Uh, I I thought it was terrific. I uh, I mean, it's just, it was it's really well done. You know, obviously the 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 background story is compelling, but the uh, it just you know the character development is is is, is outstanding. It's a good show. They do a great I, job. I wonder. I wonder if because uh, they're gonna go to. Uh... It's gonna be in Mexico now. Yeah. Well, they they stopped production because the the location. Location like, was murdered. Yeah, the guy got killed, and it's like he, he he's trying to, the, to make it. He's trying to make it realistic, and he went to the right too, spots. Yeah, too realistic, man. I don't know what I don't know what you were thinking, man. Yeah. You could just I would just use Universal Studios spec lot. You can make it look like anything. All right, gentlemen. All righty. I guess we'll end on that. All right. Well, I'm glad I was able to hop on for a little bit, guys. Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan took us in for the beginning, and uh, then we got to talking and talking. So Take us out, cheekies. All right. I guess you guys can catch us on uh, – I'll post this out tomorrow on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, we got to figure SoundCloud out if you want to do that. We'll take care of it. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out. And uh, check us out next uh, next week, same time, same day. Talk to you guys later. Take it easy. Thank you.